Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat, a show where I interview business executives, talent development professionals, and thought leaders to find out what has been successful and challenging in the world of talent development. My objective is to share ideas, valuable lessons, tools, advice, and trends. My hope is that all of this will ultimately help you, the listener, expand your knowledge, grow your career, and accelerate your success as a talent development professional. I want to talk to you a little bit more about self-awareness. I know sure. that's, that's something, you know, Gary says that's his greatest strength. Yeah. And I've listened to other interviews you've done in your own podcast, and I think you are highly self-aware, highly authentic, just full of love and compassion and some connects with my values Thank you. deeply. Uh, we're so aligned, and I, and I love Thank it. You. The question is, how do you help, and especially for people in HR talent development roles, how do you be, help your leaders become more self-aware? So my first immediate answer is, are we assuming that the HR leaders are self-aware also? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make the assumption that they're aware of the need for self-awareness. Okay, Maybe they cool. need to go on this journey as well, Yeah. but they, they know this is important. They're listening okay. to us and they know this is important yes. and they see how successful you've been with it and they're going, well, how do I get my executive vice president of finance, whatever, to become more self-aware because frankly, he's really smart, but half his employees don't like him because he doesn't recognize the things that he does. So I would talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) The scary thing again. It's the scary thing, but I think there there are ways obviously to speak to people, to to speak to their listening, Mm -hmm. which is kind, offering suggestions, certainly not coming from an authoritative place. However, the culture has to be ready to embrace a culture of acceptance and a culture of non-judgment and a culture of understanding that we're humans and humans are subjective or subjective creatures. However, there are three sides to every single story. So I think the first thing is as a HR representative, you need to get buy-in that this is okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're not here to change someone's behavior. Yeah. I mean, geez, if you don't know the serenity prayer, dive in right now because yeah. there's nothing you can change about another person. Well, However, you're becoming the police, right? Yeah, and it's impossible. Yeah. However, you can make someone aware that their behavior creates anxiety, mm. so forth and so on. Yeah. That their behavior is creating fear among the you know X Y Z team. And those are things I think that as human beings, 
I would like to think that we're allowed to offer others. Mm. Now, I can't tell you how they're going to react, but I hope that in today's day and age, in most of the companies that we're talking to right now, that they are work within four walls that are tender, at least, to mm. the fact that, like, we're freaking humans and it's not easy all the time. Yeah. And we all go through our ups and downs. So right. I think that goes back to this fact that work doesn't really begin nine to five. Like, you wake up, you put your feet on the floor, you hope you have a wonderful day, you feed the dog, you take the dog out, you have kids, you go to the gym. I mean, and Checking then, email, work email the whole way, blah, blah, right? Blah. And yeah. then you get into work. Yeah. And you've already kind of like hustled yeah. your face off. So again, I think that, you know, you always want to gracefully make someone aware of what's up and, and hopefully they can hear you. Mm. And then offer assistance, offer coaching. Right. You know, yeah. we, we have coaching as a benefit here. Mm. We work with a company that our employees can sign up for four months, eight sessions, and, and get their own life coaching, professional coaching, completely anonymous. I have no idea. Is that available to all levels? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard, what yeah, you... we subsidize, I don't know, like seven-eighths of it, and they pay like 90 bucks. Okay, so they have a little bit of skin in the yeah. game that are yeah. signing up. And we have a scholarship people. fund also yeah. for those people that might not, or, you, I, or I give it to them as a surprise and do delight. Do you, you want to plug the company that you use? Yeah, Guided. Guided. Get Guided. Get and Guided. It's a, heard of that. Yeah, fantastic company, and I highly recommend it. And someone in the kitchen today was telling me, that their session just ended and they highly recommend it. And then she told me the two things she learned and she's going to take with her. And I was like, yes. That's amazing. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. How do you, maybe this is part of the the culture again, um, but you know, people that say they're not that self-aware, maybe they're not as open to the coaching or they think coaching is for people that's broken. Yeah. You want to try to shift that, right? Because you want to be have people that executive be open to that feedback. You want people to be open to coaching. Do you think there's a way to subtly start to shift that and open people up to the that stuff? Yeah, but I do think it, it comes from the top. Mm. So the reason this role works is because Gary blessed the role. Supported 100%. 1,000%. Bought in, yeah. And I have a seat at the table, and not only a seat at the table, I have that seat. You're a strategic part of the business. Let's face it, in a lot of companies, HR is not. Yeah. And so is the CFO, but right. this is a people over profit mm. business. Yeah. And so as Gary's been very vocal that nine out of 10 decisions are going to be based around heart. That's just that. So it has to be blessed from the top. I think that's the first and foremost thing. And if it is blessed from the top, then it will permeate throughout the organization. And by the way, even if it's blessed from the top, doesn't mean that it's Gary's responsibility. Right. It's now our responsibility to cultivate this, our yeah. responsibility to show up. You're empowered now to go to do, do this yeah. as a leader. And I empower everyone else, yep. and so forth and so on. And that's the wonderful domino effect that it has. It's not, and I don't, I'm not responsible for this culture. Mm. Everyone's responsible for this culture. Yeah. And that means that even when I get these wonderful compliments, which is you and Gary have created a wonderful culture, like, Sure, I have skin the in the game. Set the yeah, tone. set the tone, and I'm here. And but you know, this person out there that's laughing and standing next to someone's desk, she's creating the culture right now. Yeah, this person walking around with a smile, she's creating the culture right now. And I have to the say, cheering, I've been here, for, just, I've been here know, for an hour, and, and everybody yeah. seems it's a crowded, noisy office. Everybody yeah. seems happy, seems to be having fun. We just celebrated our incredible, you know, housekeeper. Yeah, you know, that's that's freaking awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Does hierarchy exist here? And 
because it seems like everybody is celebrated, everybody's part of it. I've heard you say that uh, hierarchy can, can cause a lot of problems in organizations, but at the same time, people need to know who they report to and have accountability, right? Yeah, I'm going to modify that. Okay. So I think authority mm. can cause problems okay. when it is misused or used for power yeah. and not used for the we, but sure. it's used for an I. That's definitely what I think. So I think, like, yes, we would love to think of ourselves as a flat organization. Right. And there was a time when we were. And I can't say that we're flat anymore, but I can say that every single person has a voice and can use it at any time. Mm -hmm. Come up with ideas, offer suggestions, go talk to Gary, go talk to me, go talk to the CFO, go talk to the chief legal counsel. Like, it's such a door-open policy or door-open company that I think that flattens things. And so when I see someone in here and they're like, oh, my God, I, you know, I'm, like, oh, I'm meeting you. It's like, yeah, and I'm meeting you. <laughs> you pretty much said that to me when I walked yeah, in. Yeah, it's like, that's cool. Yeah, we're meeting each other. Yeah, or when someone says, oh, I know you're really busy. It's like, yeah, Bobby, you're busy too. Everybody is, yeah. Yeah, like, right. sure, I, I'm busy because my job is, is when you touch every single human being and infuse the agency with empathy, well, I have to meet every single human being. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm busy, but... You are too because you're getting a campaign out the door or you're pulling a report or you're off to meet a client and hopefully like win that big pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's busy. So yeah. that type of attitude, I think, flattens things Yeah. also. It's all part of the culture, which is that inclusiveness, the openness, the ability for people to speak up and share things and not feel like they have to hold back because they might be fired for saying something. Now, I've, I've yeah. been big on... The idea that that is what creates an innovative culture, and I see this as very innovative company. Do you see that's a bit, see that as a big part of why the company is so innovative and is able to move so fast? People come up with ideas and they're able to share them. Yeah, that, and I also think that we have a lot of longevity here. Mm. So we have people that have been here four plus years, a lot. I mean, we still have employee one, two, and three here, and we've been around almost eleven years. Yeah. So the longevity is something that has given us a lot of speed. The trust, the connection, mm-hmm. the bonding, the fact that we change on a dime because we're fast-paced, because we work for an innovator, and you have to have resilience and grit. And those things add up to the loyalty and the longevity and the accountability. And that, I think, is what creates the ability to go fast. Yeah. That doesn't mean we don't get in each other's way, and we don't have meetings for the sake of meetings, and we don't have... 10 people in the meeting room and there really only needs to be the four decision makers. Right. Like, yeah. sure, we're, we are full of that. Yeah. Just like everyone else. get the bureaucracy too. Yeah. yeah. But speed is a KPI for us. Big one. Why do you, I'm surprised that you say longevity creates speed because I could take that a step further and say, I mean, I've worked for an insurance company that's been around for a hundred years and they're not, they don't move fast. However, have they taken time to connect with one another? Have they taken time to give it a, SHIT about each other? Do they trust one another? Have they been in the trenches and do no. they know? So nobody there knew each other on a personal right. level. Right. So that's the difference. And you know what? Advertising agencies are built to, uh, you're built to work in cohorts and uh, squads or pods. Yeah. So right there, like I was mentioning, I, when I ran the Unilever team, I had a small little agency of 50 people and we trusted one another. I mean, mm. We, not only do we go out and you know, do karaoke and all that fun stuff, but yeah. we, we were here night after night sometimes. Mm. And so that kind of longevity, that kind, I'm sorry, that kind of 
ethos and the working style creates shorthand. And I do believe you get shorthand with longevity. I believe that, you know, I've been here five and a half years. I, I, Gary only has to send me two words and I know exactly what I need to do. Mm. You know, you know him so well. Yeah, and I only need to say, you know, maybe a sentence to someone on my team and they're like off and running. Mm. And a lot of times the sentence I'm going to say to my team is going to be something that will help direct them. I will not give them an answer unless they really are like, I need the answer. Yeah. Because what, what do I know, right? Yeah. And um, it'll be something that reminds them to only concentrate and fixate on the issue at hand, not the tangential noise that we all hear, mm. not the subjective nature of that feedback. Yeah. You know? But the shorthand, I think, is where the longevity really comes into play. And so I've worked on advertising agencies now for many years, over you know, decade and uh, more than that. And because I speak advertising agency fluently, yeah. I'm able to work with these people. Now, you have empathy for what they're oh, going gosh, through. Oh, gosh, 1,000%. Yeah. But if you drop me into Goldman's right now, I would fall on my face because I have yeah. no freaking idea of their yeah. business and what makes them tick other than probably high profit margins. You know? I believe that. Yeah. So that touches again on a little bit on this idea of culture and empathy. We've talked about inclusiveness a little bit. I've heard you talk about, and I've heard other people talk about this, that when you hire people, you don't look for a culture fit, that you're not big on culture fit. It's, it's more of a culture addition. And I'm yeah. hearing other people talk about that now too. Tell, tell me, but there may be a lot of people that haven't heard that before who are thinking, oh, we got to hire people for a culture fit. That's the important thing. Forget the skills. Do they fit into the culture? So tell me your philosophy on that. Yeah, I'd like to throw that phrase out the door, even though I have used it, I'm sure, a zillion times in right. my past. Why do I want anyone to fit? I want mm. people to add to this culture and add to the quilt that we're creating. And that, in turn, should create a nice comfort. But culture fit means apples and apples and apples and apples and apples. And I need peaches and pears and asparagus and whatever the heck you, you know, garbanzo beans. I need everything that can go into minestrone soup. Yeah. I don't just need the tomato. I don't just need the chicken stock. And so like to get out of metaphor land, there's this wonderful quote that Brene Brown said on her Netflix special. And it goes like this, true belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It only requires you to be who you are. Mm -hmm. True belonging doesn't require you to change to fit into this place. It just requires you to be. Mm -hmm. And we will adopt and adapt to you. So culture addition is, is where it's at for me. And I think that's what makes this place really run because it adds people that have values in a similar zip code, but they don't, courage to them is going to be different than courage to me. Like sure. you're going to jump out of a plane and this yeah. person over here is like, no effing no way. way ever, right. But however I go, you know, skeet shooting or I don't know where I got that, but I, you know, whatever I, uh, <laughs> I probably do some things yeah. that I would be scared to do or yeah. very uncomfortable. Right. But like I do stand up comedy. Someone might say, Ooh. well, yeah, right. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So we want people who have, they have values and similar zip codes. They have curiosity and creativity, and they think about things in a slightly different way or a different way than us because at the end of the day, we are creating product. We are creating a creative output that needs to speak to 
the demographics we're, at, we're, we're trying to reach. And they are not all apples and apples and apples. Yeah, I, I like you know? that. Yeah, like the, the mom in Kansas City who's buying chocolate chip cookies, Chips Ahoy, doesn't mean that the, the other mom, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. They just like chocolate chip cookies for their house and their kids, and they just happen to have the buying power. Spoken like a true strategist. strategic advertiser, strategist. <laughs> Can't uh, take the girl out of the strategy. Yeah, but you're at the, at the end of the day, you're looking at humans, yeah. right? And it's the same thing inside and outside the organization. And what you're saying yeah. is you don't want people to come in and be all the same. You yeah. want people to be different. You want them to be human and be themselves and create a safe space for people to be open and authentic and vulnerable, right? And, and real yeah, I mean, you said authentic and just real. Like, let's talk about what we can do to get you to that next level. Because ultimately, people want to advance and, and they want to feel really good. If you work in talent development, you know that your job has become more important than ever. The problem is there's so much uncertainty and noise out in the business world and things are changing so fast. It's hard to know where to go and what tools and resources to use to solve your problems. That's why I recently launched the Talent Development Think Tank community as a central and safe place to access information, ask questions, and talk with other L&D professionals like you so that you can achieve your goals and accelerate your career. Join today to get instant access to our online platform and community of ambitious, helpful talent development professionals who understand your world and can help you solve your problems. Right now, I'm offering 25% off the subscription price to podcast listeners. Just go to talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and use code HOTSEAT for 25% off. That's talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and use code HOTSEAT. Thanks, and on to the episode. Speaking of that, we were talking about tough conversations. I gave a, a keynote earlier today about owning your career And there's a little bit of a challenge right now. I'm hearing with younger professionals that they're really ambitious and they want development. They want to go places, but they're not really having that conversation with their manager. They're waiting for their manager to come coach them or tell them where they should go. And it's causing a little bit of friction disconnect. I think I've heard you talk about the importance of younger professionals or, you know, people having that conversation with their manager and managing up. Yeah. So one of the things we started to implement I would say in May is something called a stay interview. Mm. I just heard someone say something about stay interview at a conference a few weeks ago for the first first time. Yeah. And then met another woman yesterday named Bev Kay who apparently wrote a book about it. I'm going to have her on the podcast as well. I'd love to see the book. Yeah. Yeah, The stay interview has been instrumental. So we do it within uh, the first 45 days. So we also, by the way, do a 90 day. Yeah. But within the first 45 days, we are asking simple questions have you met with your manager? Do you understand the expectations, roles, and responsibilities of the role? And do you have all the tools you need? Something like that. And did you like, you know, did you like orientation and all the other things I, yeah. I could use? And we want to know if that manager sat with you and explained how you're going to succeed here. And the cycle, meaning like we do reviews on an annual basis, you know, X, Y, and Z. We don't promote every year, that, those types of things. Right. I do think it's a two-way street, and I, I think that we want to encourage people to use their voices and ask, like, hey, can you, you tell me how I can advance here? Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't happen. I mean, 50% of the time, that's what my team is doing. 
talking to someone about their growth and their trajectory or leading them back to the manager to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. However, that means manager training is essential for us to do. Right. We do a lot of manager training 101 because we want these managers and they're young. They might be their second job. They might be three years out of school, yeah. whatever. We want them to have the skills they need to understand how to communicate, what it's like to manage friends, how to give feedback, how to give honest, radical candor feedback, which is a tight rope for a lot of people, how to talk to someone about their growth and their trajectory, how to put someone on a performance plan, like when to do that. So these are, like, that's a lot. Yeah. That, that's a lot. So the training and development is super important. And you you do all that in one-on-one coaching with them, or you have no, we do manager that. development Scam. programs? Oh, okay. yeah, we have programs, yeah. Okay. And so, for example, I'll go to London next week, and I'll roll out more training. Okay. And then, you know, train the trainer, and there's plenty of other people that can do it. Or we do feedback training, or we do presentation training, facilitation training, those yeah. things that are really essential. Um, client service training. So, and that is as e- that is as simple as, like, Everything from wiping down the whiteboard before you leave, pushing in the chairs, offering people water, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot. There's a lot of teaching that goes on here. Mm. You know, That's great because yeah. people don't have those skills before they come in. No. And the biggest challenge I hear, you know, I work a lot with learning and development leaders. Right. Talent, the, 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 and there's a lot of challenges and successful things going on. The biggest challenge I hear is managers getting promoted and not knowing how to manage. Yeah. And so, the, actually, I believe, I believe that the manager training 101 starts out with, I think, one of the first slides is, so you've been promoted. Congratulations. Yeah. You know, oh, whoops. What now the, you need to know all of these things. Yeah. Because you're just stoked that you got your raise and your new title. Because right. that looks good. Yeah. And it feels good. But you're like, I don't know what to do. Now what do so I do? It's, our, it's our job yeah. to teach them. Yeah. You know. Just you go, you go for that thing because you want it, and then you get there and realize, oh, I got. It's kind of like when I booked this interview with you. It's like, oh, just get that, and then now I got to, now I got to do it. Yeah, well, you're you're kicking butt. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You're you're easy to interview. This episode of the Talent Development Hot Seat is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is the first place to call when you need leaders to lead, sellers to sell, and your business to flourish. We specialize in connecting companies with exceptional learning solutions to help them turn strategy into action and get their people doing the best work of their lives. We're also providing tons of great content on a weekly basis. In fact, we recently launched a great webinar series that has been going on weekly with content such as creating a culture of multipliers, gender equity, Liz Weissman's webinar on helping rid the world of bad bosses. We have a new webinar from Brent Snow on decision-making. We have a webinar on multipliers and how to use multipliers during troubled times, calming the storm. We have a webinar from our partner, Julie Winkle Giulioni on developing in place how to continue your growth during remote working. And a webinar from Paul Middleton on the secret sauce for learning in the flow of work plus many more, just head to our website at advantageperformance.com. Click on free resources and you'll find the link to webinars and all of our other insights and resources there. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Let me wind it down with a, with a couple you know, kind of standard questions. Okay. Uh, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment in your career? Proudest moment? I actually, I have a few. So one, when I was a strategist at JWT, I was the head strategist on Shell Motorsports and Ferrari. And so 
bringing motors, Shell Motorsports and Ferrari together and social media was something that was really, really cool. And it seems so archaic now because it was 2009. Mm. But, you know, I got to go to the Ferrari factory in Italy and got to go to the Formula One races. And, and But ultimately, the strategy that we put together is one that I was really proud of. Really, really proud of as a strategist because, you know, I was one for a very long time. Cool. Another proud moment is the day I left VaynerMedia for the first time and my team, that team of 50 people, presented me with this incredible collage right there. And oh, wow. as they presented it to me, they went around and they started reading everything on that collage. And as they got to maybe the third person, I just started crying and I realized that they were reading things I had said to them and they oh, had remembered. It made an impact on them. Yeah. And these are things like shine in the day or night, you are enough. Yeah, take up space. Take up space. Take up challenges room. with love and, you know, compassion and be big in the room. You know, things that just, uh, you know, remind you it's to beautiful. be human. Thank you. Yeah. And then the third one is this job. I think this is, a, I mean, this is a serious honor every single day. And, yeah. And being at a place where I have the benefit and, I'm, you know, I'm humbled that someone like you wants to talk about my role. And yeah. That's huge. I flew to New York to talk to you. That's how awesome yeah, you are. Know. You got out of Sunshine State to talk yeah, to me. Yeah, that's right. It's hot down there. Yeah. And I was amazing how cool it is here today. Um, flip side, what has been one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from it? With the acknowledgement that there is no true failure in life, right? It's, it's, we're all yeah. learning, but there are things that don't go as planned. Yeah. I mean, in this role, I can say that one of the biggest failures I had was early on when we were doing a reorg here, our first reorg. And we were a company that never, ever, ever, ever let anyone go. We, mm. like, we kept people. We would have been, we were so bloated. You know, we just were kind people. Yeah, we just loved everybody. Because that's what happens when you really get to know everybody, right? Yeah. You, you love them so much. And so we did a, a reorg and had to say goodbye to about 30 people, 35 people on, in a day. And I had sent a note out to a certain group of people looking for feedback on some of the lower performers. And the note ended up going getting out, out to them. Getting out, mm. which was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. And a lesson learned, a serious lesson learned that you don't use email to have those conversations. And, yeah. and you know, that was what another thing about like learning almost HR, if you will. Yeah. Even though, I mean, that's common sense, but right. my common sense failed me on that day. HR 101, you got to learn it through experience. Yeah. And not the class. Yeah. So that was a great, <laughs> that was a great, like <laughs> massive hand slap. And, yeah. you know, the great thing about that day, I would say is, you know, immediately I was like, oh my God, Gary, like, I mean, I messed up. And he didn't freak. He knew it was big. And then he helped get me, you know, he understood that I wanted to be very accountable, but he, he helped me clean up. Yeah. You know? Right. So that was, um, yeah, I mean, it makes my mouth dry to just talk about that one. <laughs> he, he probably knew in that moment you had already learned your lesson. I did. And, you to... know, oh, just the idea of hurting people is... To get that email. You know, not my thing. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Uh, what, if anything, uh, that we, maybe there's something we haven't covered, is a trend that you're following in how people work, you know, future of work, where you see things going from a talent development perspective or culture, people working perspective? Well, I, 
I think going on the trend of what we're doing here and what we will continue to do here in terms of looking at the whole human is mental health. Mental health is a big issue today in the world. And I think fortunately we, we are working with millennials and Gen Z and they're much more vocal about what's going on. And we want to make sure that we can provide the assistance that they need and we can be, again, empathetic to what's going on in their life. We're not professionals, I'm not a doctor, but to really make sure that we are trained enough to to help them with the next step. And that's a really big topic, I think. I just know it's a it's a huge topic. You know, I have my reasons for why they might, you know, they might be more anxious than than our generation, for example. But so I think the trend is, you know, really getting back to what I said originally, which was I see HR as as coaches. Mm. And that doesn't mean we're physicians or psychiatrists. It means that we will be able to coach someone into that next step, coach them off the ledge, help them with their financial health. You know, we have a CPA that comes in once a quarter and Mm. sits here, just sits in an office all day long. So people are going to ask financial yep, questions. Yeah, you just go in, you book time. I love that. Yeah. We've got a guy that comes in with a biometrics and, you know, he tells you your BMI and your, you know, how, how much water you're carrying and all this stuff. <laughs> so we, we look at the whole human and I think right. that honestly is, is what's happening here. The fact of the matter is that we are in intimate relationships now at work. Yeah. That is the deal. And I don't, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're in close relationships. Yeah. And so you got to get, you know, you got to get jiggy with that. You got to get, you got to figure that out and what that's like. I mean, there's dating and marriages that happen here. Yeah. That close proximity. Yeah. Intense working a lot. Yeah. You know, there's an intense culture and and industry. Yeah. So looking after the whole human and, and making sure that we can be the best guides and coaches we possibly can be in all aspects. Do you do anything here from a mindfulness perspective? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We bring in tons of different mindfulness uh, meditation practices we use calm oh nice yeah. i'm a huge fan of calm yeah. i use it every day calm's awesome it. we have the guided coaching i was telling you about yeah. in different offices like tomorrow in london they have massage they do yoga and meditation in la and so we you know we have three offices here two very big ones in in new york and one smaller one and so making sure that we are addressing yeah. the 650 people just here in new york yeah and uh, we have class pass we, uh, yeah. we have our membership with. So. Oh, man. Yeah, Sounds so, great. You're taking yeah. care of people. Yeah, we are. I the mean, whole, there's a the whole, whole yeah, there's a wellness wheel there that we created in the beginning of the year, which yeah. really looks at the whole human and, right. and it talks about, you know, environmental health. And we, one of the things that we do is we help people not multitask. And that is a tricky one because I'm a great multitasker. Yeah. But multitasking, when you multitask, I was told it takes you 25 minutes to get back into the zone once you get pulled out. That's yeah. 25 freaking minutes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're all doing it. It just doesn't work. Everybody thinks they can, but it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. I read a great book on time management a few years ago that really changed my mindset on that. And yeah. Helped me see that as well. That's awesome. Last question for you. Uh, for anybody listening who works in HR, talent development, other yeah. companies, they're looking for ways to perform better, accelerate their own career, make more of a difference? Uh, what's one more piece of advice you would give? The, the piece of advice I'm going to give today is going to be, you know, find your top values and the values you live by because they're the same values that you work by. Mm-hmm. And 
you want to be a transformational leader, right? You don't want to be a transactional leader anymore. We're in a different world. It's, it's 21st century, and that requires us to hone in our values, hone in our humility, I think, understand that relationships and people are what matters, and you know, skills are commoditized. Yeah. So um, focus on you, self-awareness, so that you can focus on others. Yeah, self-awareness, get to know your values, and then you can have more empathy for others. Yeah. For anybody listening who wants to follow you or get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to do that, Claude? I know you're on LinkedIn and Instagram all the time. Yeah, and, and Twitter, and you can just hit me up. And I, I do really respond to everyone that writes. It does take a little bit of time sometimes, but hit me up and I am I'm happy to say hi. Love it. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you so much for making yes. the time for this interview today. It has been wonderful for me, and I know it's been valuable for our listeners as well. So thanks for again. Yeah, myself too. Thanks, everyone. All right, thanks. All right, that is a wrap for my interview with Claude Silver, who is Chief Heart Officer at VaynerMedia. What did you take away from that interview? I took away so many things. It was fascinating. And I love learning from all the people that I'm interviewing. And uh, the cool thing is I get to collect all of the lessons from that learning and, and share those back out with you in different formats. And if you haven't gotten a hold of them yet, I have created a couple of different uh, resources for you now to share things I've learned. One of them is the top five trends in talent development, which you can get by going to talentdevelopmenthotseat.com slash trends. And the other one is the top advice from the interviews that I've got done on this podcast. And to get that, you can go to talentdevelopmenthotseat.com dot com slash trends. And you can also just go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, uh, look for free resources, and it should all be there as well. Talentdevelopmenthotseat.com or talentdevelopmentthinktank.com, where you can also learn about our conference, our upcoming community that we're building, and all the content that we're putting out there, which is just growing uh, day by day. I don't even know what's going to be there by the time I publish this. But uh, thank you again so much for listening and for connecting and sharing I'd love for you to share this episode or whatever inspires you out on LinkedIn or social media because I want more people to hear Claude and she needs more followers because she is absolutely incredible. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for connecting. And I hope you have a great week. If you're looking for a place to connect with colleagues and peers from your industry and find out what other people in talent development are working on, you need to check out the brand new Talent Development Think Tank membership community. Inside, we have members from companies all over the world who are working on all different things in talent development and sharing what's been working, what's been not working, and answering each other's questions so we can all get our jobs done more effectively and be more successful in our careers. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Just head on over to tdtt.us slash community, and you can use code HOTSEAT for 25% off your subscription. That's tdtt.us slash community and use code HOTSEAT for a limited time for 25% off your subscription. If you have any questions, reach out to me and let me know and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you got value out of this show, please subscribe, leave a review and share with your colleagues and friends. We want to spread the word and add as much value to the talent development community as possible. And we need your help. As always, you can find more information and connect with me at talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Take care.